Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Yeah. What's the word? What's happening? Dude, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. My son has thrown up on me three times today. I feel disgusting. Rock on. (laughs) Hashtag best dad award. Yeah, disgusting. Anyway, happy recording day. Happy recording day, man. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Joker's getting big. I saw him on a snap the other day and I was like, dang. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. Um, He's barely fitting in his clothes. We had to change his diapers from two to three before we were done with the twos. We still had a whole nother box of twos to go through. So we had to trade those in to get threes. He's uh. It's growing like a weed, man. He's catching up to that 95th percentile hit of his. <laughs> That's good, man. Uh, yeah. But he's... The uh, the muscles around his esophagus just still aren't strong enough yet. So if you move him too much after he finishes eating, he's just... Uh, comes right up and so you know we're on the couch we're watching some Star Wars and um, he's just kind of like on my lap facing the TV and so all I see is the back of his head right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I'm, I've got on shorts because I'm a fat bastard in the middle of winter who gets too hot and uh, my legs just feel drenched with hotness (laughs) and I'm like oh what is this I look down it's all down my leg it's all over the couch I'm sitting in it I lift up his legs and it's all on his legs and uh, it was everywhere and that was the third time so course i had to take him upstairs change his clothes change his bib change my clothes i'm stripping stripping him down and thankfully because it's just milk it doesn't smell like anything but milk um it's gonna suck man when it he gets a little bit more food in him and you know stuff starts stinking for real it's gonna be brutal yeah so, <clears throat> yeah. Well, what's up with you? You're not getting thrown up on. No. No, just working, man. We're uh, 
switching a few things over with the old business and uh, trying to finish up a wedding video and find some more clientele. So busy, busy, busy. Yeah, that's good. That's real good, actually. Kind of rebranding the whole spill, right? Yeah, basically. We're moving away from photography, unless we, like, know you kind of thing. We're not promoting that part anymore. To yeah. uh, focus more on video, and <clears throat> it's, uh, it's good, it's cool, it's just doing all the business crap that I wish someone else could do for me <laughs> but grassroots up in this mug boy yeah he's starting all over again in a brand new pool of clientele oh show it's gotta be bad it's got it's gotta be better it's gotta get better it's gotta pick up it's gonna be cool man but then you guys are going to be so busy that you can barely record. What are we going to do? Yeah, I don't know, man. Cross the bridge when we come to it, I suppose. Well, at least there's no coffee shop in the way, right? Um, Like that I work at? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> taking, up, taking up several hours out of the day. There's no... Uh, no distractions is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Only thing that's distracting is uh, planes flying over. Planes flying over? What do you mean? Yeah, we, oh. we live next to a small airport, and, like, today, <clears throat> they're flying military. I don't know what they're called. I used to. C-somethings, the big ones. Yeah. And, uh... I guess they were flying to an Air Force base or something. I don't even know. Just like one after another. Hmm. Yeah, that can get annoying <clears throat> for sure. But it's also kind of cool sitting outside with Hans in this massive plane just <laughs> yeah, flying over. Yeah, I'd imagine that would be pretty cool to see. Um, unless you're in the military or former military, you probably... Get some bad flashbacks like my dad does. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. Not uh, a, not too cool when you were jumping out of those things. Have an uncle who retired from the Air Force, and uh, we would, my mom and I would go visit him, you know, from time to time. And on, he mostly lived on the base until yeah later in life, and. <clears throat> We'd uh, we'd get to go on the base and see all the planes and stuff, and I thought it was so cool, man. That is cool. I remember taking Micah to Willow Run here in Michigan, a big Air Force base. Uh, not Air Force base, but um, air base where they they would do these shows where the Blue Angels would fly over. Oh yeah. You know, and they had all the old school helicopters and fighter jets and planes and stuff like that all on display. And the kids could go inside and push the buttons and 
um, you know, play with the joysticks and all that stuff and take pictures with servicemen and women, police officers, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, always a fun time being able to to uh to see stuff like that. For civilians that is. <laughs> you know, so Yeah. So I uh, I hit a plateau in my weight loss. What are you like three twenty you know? now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I was <laughs> shut up. I was up to two forty seven, now I'm down to two thirty. And um That's good, man. I've been hovering around two thirty and I can't break two thirty. So I uh it sucks. I wanna break two thirty and get back I, I really want to get back down to two hundred. Uh so thirty pounds to go, but I don't know. I probably will look sick to everybody at two hundred. So have I, you ever heard or tried of the egg fast? I've heard of it. It's akin to the bacon fast. It's supposed to like <laughs> kind of. I don't. I don't know if it like resets or does something to your system yeah. and kind of just you know. I hear it works. I don't know. Have you ever done it? I've never done it, but I imagine it would work, yeah. seeing that. An egg will get you about 60 calories, or maybe it's 120, and then like six grams of protein or something like that. Uh, yeah, that that would be crazy. I I, I wouldn't want to do it. Maybe for a few days just to do a like a, a jumpstart a cleanse or something. But yeah, I think that's uh, what it's meant for is like a three day period or something. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, or a health guy, of course. of course, or healthy. Yeah, or any of that. <laughs> well, I mean, eggs, yeah. and bacon, and sausage, <laughs> <laughs> butter. Uh, so I have been researching this carnivore diet, and um, I'm going to do it just to see if and it's basically just an elimination diet i'm gonna do it for as long as i can um just to see if i can break 230 so last week i i did my yearly physical and i stepped on the scale with all my clothes on and my shoes at the end of a work day you know after breakfast after lunch no shit in between. <laughs> and I stepped on the scale and the scale said I was 234. So I'm like, huh, okay, that's not bad. 234 with everything on at the end of the day, that's pretty doggone good. So if it was first thing in the morning and I was on the scale naked, I probably would have been <laughs> at 230. So I didn't feel bad about 234. Um, and the doctor checked me out. He said, hey, you, you're doing all the right stuff. You're healthy. You know, I've, I've got no concerns for you. He was like, you want to do some blood work? You know, I, I can do it here in-house. I'm like, no, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> the last thing I want is a needle. But yeah, 
uh, you want to spend you said more money? Checked out. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, oh, this little boy! I'm watching him on camera. He better not wake up. He just spit out his pacifier. You don't need that shit. Yeah. Until he screams for it. <laughs> anyway, um, so this carnivore diet, right? I've been doing all this re YouTube research on it and, and reading up on it. And I don't know anybody that's doing it uh, personally, but uh, I've been hearing about it for a while. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. It's mostly beef and eggs and um, a lot of intermittent fasting, you know, not not eating for 16 hours of a day mm -hmm. and supposed to be helping people lose weight and helping them get a lot healthier. Blood work is turning back, you know, coming up good and autoimmune diseases going away and uh and then one other thing that I thought was very cool is that a lot of people with allergies, they're finding uh, their allergies are going away because they're just eliminating everything, like no fruits, no vegetables. And and a lot of the fruits and veggies that we eat can be, uh, you know, we can have small allergic reactions to different things and. And because it's not anaphylaxic, we tend to ignore them. So I'm going to try this out, man. Try it out for a little while. It starts tomorrow. So, hmm. um, yeah, I start tomorrow. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, I, I told the wife that I wanted to uh, get rid of all the chips <laughs> and... <laughs> The chips and the English muffins in the house. I want to eat all that first before starting the diet. That way, I'm not tempted. So, we still got a bunch of Valentine's Day candy around the house. I'm gonna to try to eat that tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not tempted tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see. I got to break two thirty though, bro. I this. It's two thirty. I feel a lot better. I've got a lot more energy, but I, you know, it's better than two forty-seven. My my knee pain has gone away. A lot of my back pain has gone away. I feel a lot better. Um, so I can only imagine that you know breaking two thirty would make me feel that much better. So that's what's up. Word. You can do it. You can do it all night. Well, so yeah. we um, we kind of mentioned on the last episode something about technology and church. So I figured we'd spend the next 15 minutes or something rapping about it. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> and I, I want to say the context that it was kind of wrapped up in was something along the lines of, you know, the church being a big show and being a concert. And is it, 
isn't necessarily bad or necessarily good. You know? <clears throat> and I think, like, right off the bat, I mean, you know, you, you got to change with the times, right? Yeah. Totally get that. <clears throat> um, but something we both have said for pretty much this entire, every single episode, almost, is like, when church becomes about, like, the stuff, and, you know, like, being the church, it's kind of like, well, kind of missing it at that point, because now it's about the show. <clears throat> and I say all this because when I was a part of church for a lot of it, <clears throat> I was on stage or a part of the, you know, weekly things and like, I was a drummer and, you know, I would, <clears throat> I could do announcements or freaking run the tech or whatever, you know? Yeah. So like, <clears throat> I definitely get it. I'm not saying this from an outsider's perspective. Like I was in the thick of it, man, you know? And it was definitely about, for lack of a better term, whether this sounds good in your ears or not, the show. And that's what it was. It was a presentation. It was a, a concert or, you know, we call it worship and a gathering and all that stuff. But it's the same thing <laughs> as going to, like, watch ACDC in concert, right? There's teams <laughs> of people making sure the thing happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And it's not, it's not a bad thing because one of my things is always, if you're going to do it, do it well like do it to the best of your ability you know don't half-ass it or whatever <clears throat> and i used to always have a problem with like for instance uh if the worship leader can't sing to save their fucking life <laughs> but they're up there doing it and they're like oh but you can just tell their, you know, their heart's in the right place. And it's like, yeah, but I want to throw tomatoes at them. Like, they don't need to be behind a microphone leading anyone in a musical anything. They need to, like, not be heard. I mean, it's horrible. It's distracting. And it's just, it's not quality. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and judge me if you want to, but, like... I t like, I'm just saying all that to say, like, I totally get it. You know, we live in an age of technology where, you know, Facebook and social media and, you know, TV and everything's visual videos, and sound, and create an environment that creates an experience. I totally get it, man. But what's the dichotomy there of like, that's what church is versus. No, we just use these things to help people's relationship with Christ. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I guess depending on the person, that dichotomy exists. But I guess looking from the outside, that dichotomy is there. But uh, there are those for sure that I guess their whole the whole purpose behind it is to attract 
those from the outside to come in. And so being as polished as possible is going to attract, you know, a certain type of crowd. Well, and that and, sounds nice, but is is sure. I guess my point is like that's what everyone always says. Yeah. Everyone's so concerned about attract like just some random fucking guy walking into your church one day. That's not what happens in church, man. No, I I think it more along the lines of um those that are there that are committed to be there. Um, you want to provide a place or, or maybe this is just my thinking and not the church's thinking, but I would think that you want to provide a place for the people that are committed to your church. You want to provide a place for, for them to feel comfortable inviting their friends and family to be there. You know, uh, sure. I know for years I was, you know, embarrassed, like, I don't want you to come to my church. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, because it wasn't polished and it wasn't put together. And it wasn't like, you know, I, I don't want my friends and family to come to the church and, and people are falling, down, falling out under the power of God on the floor. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want that because I didn't believe that that was a necessary thing or, or even a real thing. You know, it's it's not something to me that that is a earmark of the presence of God being there. You know, right. I mean, even though I've done it, I've matured to a point where I don't agree with, you know, someone speaking in tongues over <laughs> someone speaking in tongues on the microphone over the church. I just don't see where that is uh, scriptural. You know, Paul actually talks against it. So he's frankly says it's not edifying to anybody unless there's an interpreter. And I can't tell you the last time I was in a church service where tongues were being spoken over the microphone and then someone followed up with an interpretation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't want to invite my friends or coworkers or family to a church where they're doing that and it's, it violates scripture. And then I have to explain this unknown tongue that they're speaking in because it's a charismatic church, you know, and they think that that's a God thing to do. So, um, Yeah. I remember um, listening to Joyce Meyer 20-something years ago. Uh, she said that, you know, hey, even though I'm a teacher and you guys are here to hear me speak, she said, but when, when we actually poll people and do surveys, to see what attracted them to the conference or to the church or whatever, the number one reason was the worship, not my speaking. And I just thought that that was interesting because um, the fact is, it's like, you know, a lot of people are attracted to the production. 
obviously the speaker has to be polished as well and, and deliver a good word something that seems to be prepared and well thought out um Anyway, my point is that I think that that's the reason why technology and the production is becoming such a big deal, you know, in churches. And um, I don't know. Not necessarily, not necessarily saying that I agree with it all, but yeah, I do see the point. Like, if that's going to be your main draw. Then I see the point. That being said, I would much rather us get back to the basics of a church as it was in the in the in the book of Acts, the first church in Antioch, where, you know, they all got together to hear about Jesus, you know, because the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to those who are wise, you know, it's it's life. So, <laughs> Brooks just talking to Google and Alexa, and they're both just going off right now. Oh, nice. Sorry, I thought I thought maybe I said the scripture wrong or something. No, I was just <laughs> I'm just like, who is in this house? And then I realized, like, oh. <laughs> Both Google and Alexa want to help you out. Yep. Alexa, buy me a new Ferrari. <laughs> She's like, okay. I found yeah. one in red. It ships tomorrow. Like, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I, I'm saying, though? I do. I just, yeah, I don't know where to go from here. I think I just, you know, like, especially towards the end of me being a part of the air quotes church, like the building and the organization and the, you know, that type of community. I, uh, one thing that just really started to kind of, I don't know. I just didn't know how to process it. So I just was like, ugh, this is stupid. Like, why do we do this, you know? Which is slightly immature, I understand. But in another way, I'm just trying to... Or was, and still am, trying to figure out, you know, what what's the point of, you know, like... Like, being in the band and the techie, you know, lights and... <clears throat> fog machines and all the bells and whistles the stuff you don't really need necessarily that i can hear in my head people arguing like well yeah you do because you know that's what everyone's used to and blah 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 blah, blah you know but it's like yeah i mean i get that but like if you're this small church or even a medium-sized church or whatever <clears throat> like you're dumping hundreds of thousands of dollars into sound equipment and snakes and lights and trussing and computers and like all of this stuff you know and it's just kind of like then the people who are doing the performing you know they're usually mediocre just like 
oh yeah, this kid's learning how to play the guitar. Let's let him lead worship because there's no one else to. And it's like, yeah. you're not really, like, is it a stewardship thing? Or is it a, you went a little too far into this thing? And listen, I'm talking about, you know, not every church in America is like this, obviously. But I've seen it in several churches across the good old America that I used to travel around in. And it's just funny that there's this similar thing of like, yeah, we got to have all this gear and all this cool stuff. And then we can't or don't know how to use it correctly. And therefore it's like, seems like a waste of money and resources where like, isn't there something else you can do in your community to affect change and like, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you live in a hipster community or even a younger community and like, that's the draw, that's the thing that, you know, moss to the flame thing that your ministry is, then yeah, that makes sense. Complete sense, bro. Like do it, do it fucking well and spread God's love and teach his, you know, uh, law and grace and all of that. Right. <clears throat> but you know, when they're, cause like, dude, I went to school to be taught how to become a pastor, right? Air quotes. <laughs> and part of it is you need to know what to get. And you know, you need to know that you need to have funds to pay for this. And, you, and some of that is just like, why do I need that though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And listen, I know I sound like some old Stone Age guy over here, but like, I'm just, I'm okay with questioning it because, again, there's a lot of places out there that spend shit tons of money on having the new or even the used stuff, but it's still expensive. And then, like, you put somewhere up there who, like, would go on the voice and they'd make fun of them. And be like, dude, like, no one ever told you you suck? Like, don't put them on a stage with this nice equipment and then expect, like, and just fall back on, well, it's the heart, you know? And we, like, no. Like, no one wants to hear that shit. That's fucking weird. Like, what is even going on? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah, I also you know-, know I've become more of, in my my life journey, I guess. My life journey, man. I've just become more like, why don't we go out and do stuff in the community? And like, why do we have to have these these things in our building? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm probably wrong. I'll admit it. Um, I don't know. I, I have a thought about this. So I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I get that, you know, it, it can be frustrating uh, seeing this, uh, you know, churches operate this way. But I guess my, my thought is, is that um, my, my thought is that you know, if if the production is what you know, Church A is using to bring in the people, and you know they they're trying their best, and even if they may be failing, 
because they give a 16-year-old kid who can barely play the guitar a shot at leading worship. I think maybe their heart might be in the right place. Who can judge? I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that and the note that I wrote down here as you were talking, uh, every fisherman has his own favorite lure, you know, and and no two fishermen is very rare that two fishermen are going to use the same thing. And what works for one fisherman may not work for the other, depending on their location. I think that. I don't know. I, I guess I'm being nice and saying, um, you know, different church has their different strengths because the production works for a lot of different churches. And for other churches, instead of the production, their lure that they use is soup kitchens. Another church, the lure that they use may be counseling services for families. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and I totally agree, man. Um, I think that's a perfect I guess, value go. Yeah, I, I guess my point is that there's no cooker cutter, cookie cutter way, you know, to to really fish. That's a stupid analogy or stupid thing to say. No, I got you. <laughs> and here, I'll, I'll prove it. I totally agree because something that's in the back of my head is like when Hillsong became a thing. Like Hillsong Worship, you knew whatever the whatever they put out, we're gonna be doing. And honestly, I don't listen to CCM and like worship music anymore, so I don't know who the next Hillsong is right now. But like, if you go into a church, I guarantee you, whoever is famous right now in the music Christian worship world, you're gonna hear it. Well, you're gonna hear their rendition of it and it may be good but it's probably mostly going to suck and be super different because you know these churches that <clears throat> they're trying like that local little smaller places are trying to mimic don't have the gear and the tech people and honestly the work ethic like some churches hire musicians to play like this is a professional musician and then you say, all right, youth band, or all right, church band, we're going to play this song, and let's listen to it, hear the church, the you know, uh, chord charts, and we're going to do this next Sunday. And it's like five people to do the same epic song because they saw it on Hillsong's newest worship YouTube video, and like this arena full of, th like, God's blessing this, man. Like, we need to do this in our church and worship God through this song. And it's like... Oh, it's just so, it's like, I don't feel like I'm betraying what I really want to be saying right now. It's frustrating, but d d am I making any sense? Like, oh, yeah. Because to my point, like, yeah, you're, so what I'm saying is people see, oh, well, the Hillsong lure worked really well, so let's do that. But it's like, you don't need to do that, man. Like, what's, what's your thing? Like, what's God called your church to do? And how to do it? Like, find that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel yeah. like it is a cookie-cutter thing where it's like, just like anything else, you know, 
this is the new shiny thing and it'll help life be better and everyone wants it and then you get it and you realize oh I've used it maybe once why did I buy it I don't know bad analogy again but whatever <laughs> yeah you know, not all churches are the same. That's for sure. I, I think, though, at the end of the day, the the bottom line is is that no matter what you use in order to get people into your church, the only way you're going to keep them is by really giving them Jesus and building some community, you know, with them, a relationship. That's what's going to make it stick, make them stick and stay. Uh, you know, there's an old mindset in church that says that the way that you get people to stay in your church is to give them something to do. I don't believe that that's the case. Like, I don't need to join your your sound department. That's not going to make me stay. You don't, you don't have to let me preach in order to let me stay, in order to make me stay. You know what I'm saying? What What's really going to make me stay is not your technology and all your shit that you've got going on. What's really going to make me stay is that Jesus is there. You know, like I, I see Jesus in the pastor. I see Jesus in the in the worship leader. I see Jesus in in the people. And and we really have community and relationship that's being built. And even after saying that, I still am of the opinion that I don't have to go to your church in order to receive that. Because I can still have Jesus and still have community outside of the four walls of your church. But if I was a man that wanted to be in church and be a part of a local church I have to see Jesus in that church it has to be like the book of Acts where they heard the gospel message every single Sunday where Jesus was preached and people were being changed because of Jesus and you and Jesus and me and if that's not happening then I don't need to be a part of your church so Selah. What do you think of that? Selah. That's what you think of that. <laughs> yeah. So check it. If you uh, you like this conversation, you got some input to give us, uh, by all means, shoot us an email and uh, or check us out on our website and, and just keep the conversation going. You can comment and um, let us know what you think. Let us know what kind of lures you've seen out there in churches uh, what things they're using in order to get people in and is it attractive to you is it something that is catching your attention and and making you want to go um, check out that church or not and um, and if you are a part of a church we'd be interested to know why you stay what is it that's keeping you at that church that keeps you going I think it would be pretty cool to talk about so Show. Yeah. Well, cool, man. It's Taco Wednesday, so I'm going to go eat some tacos. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. So check us out at unchurchpodcast.wordpress.com and um, Instagram and Twitter at unchurchpod. So good convo, bro. Bet. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Okay.